0: Welcome back, everybody. This is You Need to Know. Again, questions have piled in.
1: We've picked one, and we better read it so we can answer it. Absolutely. Uh, We're getting just this whole, like, swath of types of questions, and and part of us to try to give you a little variety, the spice of life as it is, in difference in questions, we won't answer a weed control question. We're actually gonna tackle one that kind of talks about transitioning to no till. So there is somebody that is in Ontario asking, what are some of the most important things when changing to no till corn and soybeans? What problems may arise and how do you deal with them? It's probably a mindset change
0: first thing. If you're gonna do it probably the biggest thing, right? Right. That you're going to do something different. I've had a couple of people that have started that uh transition to do it. And, uh, yeah, you got to have kind of a plan ahead of time. You just can't decide on Monday that you're going to do this on Tuesday. There's, there's some prep that you got to be prepared for. And, and then there's a lot of learning because it is,
1: it is different. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of things that'll change. And if you're in a dominant corn soybean rotation, soybeans are probably going to be the easier thing to transition into a no-till system, they seem to adapt to those changes uh, a lot easier versus corn, and so maybe it's coming with a transition plan on on how you tackle that first. Uh, you know, the 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 obvious things that come to mind is when you're going no-till, you have a lot more residue. You're going to plant corn into heavy residue. Do you have proper equipment? That would, that would be the first place I would start. Do you have the proper equipment? Do you have good row cleaners? Do you have uh, nice sharp discs on on your uh, openers? Are you going to need to use different closing wheels? Mm-hmm. Because you're going no-till. Because you're not going to have, as, uh, it, it'll just be a different structure of soil out the backside of the planter. If you've been applying fertility in a different way, if you've been traditionally spreading and working in, now that isn't Electra anymore. So do you need to install a 2x2 two two system on your planter to kind of get everything in one pass? Or are you going to strip till? I mean, those are just, there's a lot of equipment things. And, and there's a lot of equipment related things when transitioning to no-till or heavy residues that if you don't have that part right, you're going to have a really bad experience with no-till and like you were saying with that mind, mindset change, you might jump back to a tillage system pretty quick. Yeah, and having having
0: your combine set to help you manage residue um, will be something you pay attention to. That, that fertility thing, if you have... Uh, the starter piece is going to be super important uh, on both those crops when you start out, but particularly corn. you can have cooler soils. Uh, that, that starter piece becomes extremely important if you have access to uh, manure i think that's something you would prep ahead of time because you generally have a stratification effect on some nutrients particularly phosphate that you're going to have to manage around and then from there it's uh you're going to probably have to have some sort of plan ahead of time for specific weeds because you you will have a shift in your species uh that'll occur so there's a multitude of things uh that happen I, I think generally most people like the transition because there is a such a strong focus on the machinery aspect and that's a manageable piece mm-hmm. down downforce and some of the cool things that they that you can get on equipment to help do that but i don't i have a lot of guys that I'm, i don't i wouldn't they say they no till what they're really doing is it's so they direct seed soybeans and uh so that is, you just have to be prepared for some of the, uh,
1: there's, a, there's a multitude of things you got to get prepped for. So, And the equipment thing is probably one of the easier things to manage. That's the one thing that I think we can all see direct impact from instantly when you manage things with equipment correctly to get good seed to soil contact, uh, better emergence, uh, working through heavy residue, all that. What you need to prepare for is, usually after year one of starting a no-till system, usually things are good to start, but then there are going to be just things soil biology and fertility-wise that are going to change outside of weeds Mm -hmm. that are going to make it challenging for you, and this is where the mindset change needs to happen. You just have to have it in your head that it's going to take generally five to seven years to see the full effects of seeing improved yields from no-till. So what will happen after year one's done and you go, let's say years two through five for sure, uh, a lot of circumstances, you're going to actually see yield declines. There are going to be big things that change. And, And a big part of that is you're not working a lot of residues into the soil anymore. Everything sits on top. When you work residue into the soil, you have decomposition, you have Uh, nutrient release through mineralization through the soil biology that's in there. Now you're not feeding that anymore. It's sitting very concentrated and on the top side, and it just takes years to really have this uh, layer of, of breaking down and decomposition that will start to release back into the soil. And, and in the end, you'll see a net gain on things, especially like uh, nitrogen, but but other nutrients too through mineralization because you have that really nice organic duff uh, residue layer yep. that sits on top. Hey, you're going to probably
0: benefits over that time frame will be uh, you're you're probably going to see an uptick in the percent organic matter when you soil test, which is there's there's a mineralized nitrogen source right there. Uh, your infiltration water holding capacity all those things will improve but yeah there is a there's a transition period that you have to go through and as you see a lot of people that they get into this too a thing they they'll start incorporating uh they'll do some cover crops in there to help with aggregation um things like that uh so that's it's it's probably going to change if you're going to make that transition there's going to be a quite a few changes but you take them you just take them one at a time don't if you gets if it's all the big stuff it's going to get overwhelming and there's and there's so many right. good resources out there i mean this this question there's been plenty of people respond and, and not just like a little oh this is what it is they're, they're giving you a whole paragraph of information right so that's really that's really helpful because then you can oh yeah that's right you know i, was, I wasn't thinking about that piece and then you can go access some of the people on the app i guess
1: right and and there's a lot of people not only on this app but just other places that have that they have a lot of knowledge here and so there's going to be more people that reach out because this is a pretty fresh question this is only asked uh, the day prior to us recording this so i assume there'll be more before the time this airs in another week when it comes out but uh, something else to consider too is how can you diverse, well, okay, so part of that, that hangover too is when you don't have that natural uh, nutrient cycling because you're not working the soil all the time and you're changing the biology. A big part of it too is you're going to see more nitrogen tie up initially too because you're having more residues and more carbon. Just it's, it's all the roots and all the residues above ground that aren't being incorporated and broken up and worked in the soil that would normally mineralize. Now that's Actually, going to tie up initially a lot of your nitrogen that you apply. So that's in your soybeans, you probably don't see that as much. But in corn, you're going to see a pretty direct impact to that. Where you go, hey, normally this is how much N I use, and I can get this much yield. You're you're going to see a change happen to applied N and what you normally do now going to no-till. You're you're going to notice that impact. Uh, it, it's hard to say the amount of residue um the season, all that could impact what that number actually is. Just know that you're going to see nitrogen tie up temporarily because of the the change in the system. And and you're not going to be as efficient with your nitrogen initially in that so there's a lot of reasons Uh for people to want to just jump back into tillage after going into a system like this. Yeah.
0: You gotta get used to that that's probably in your area to deal with the most is surface applied or it's injected to some degree but not spread on the ground and worked in you're gonna if you're not doing that it, it will change but with some of the research that uh dr dave Renz has done in the state is that the amount of credit now once you've been in the system for i think he uses six years that comes back to you because of the system you're in and in our and some of its geography too um of how it plays out that that comes back to you plus all the other benefits of uh notably less wind and water erosion so you're you're keeping the things on your field that are going to help you long term mm-hmm. do all the things that that mineralization nutrient cycling uh aggregation all that cool stuff but yeah there, there is a pain period but i think anybody that you talk to that's that's done this
1: it the benefit is outweighs
0: it and they're super happy that
1: they did it. I would, I would agree with that. Those I make it through that period, I think realize the benefits of that and go, this is a good system to run. And then they are very careful about, uh, when they plant, when they harvest all that. So they are not, uh, creating things that they have to fix with tillage. But, um, you know, another point to bring up too, like we talked this five to seven year period in North Dakota, it's a big difference from Ontario. So not only are you guys a lot further south of us, Mm -hmm. but you're also a lot further east. And you're in, you know, you're with all the the lakes right there, the Great Lakes, you have a lot more moisture. You're going to have a lot more heat. You're going to have a lot more microbial activity for longer than us too. So that period of having issues while you're transitioning could be shorter than what we're saying. And another thing to consider... I would just add this, too, is you, you say a corn-soybean system, but I know there's plenty of wheat acres that are grown in that part of the world, too. And having wheat introduced into that rotation, I think, could be extremely helpful, not only just on a soil biology side of things, and, and maybe seeing uh, yield differences as far as you know helping you get over that yield hangover. Thing that's going to happen from transition, but you have the ability to do things like cover crops. I think the more diverse you make the soil system versus a two-crop system. When you're going to no-till, the more species you can introduce, the more crops you can introduce, the more you can just keep that soil alive for longer during the season with things growing in it. I think you can overcome what what you're seeing in that transition period, and you could shorten up that period where you see reduced nutrient uptake and reduced nutrient cycling and all that going to a no-till system.
0: And then the question on what problems may arise, uh, everybody can look for problems. There's also things that there's benefits to, but then how do you deal with them? Uh, a lot of it is you just, and, and this I think is what the app provides, is that network of people that you can bounce ideas off, and I don't think you can ask too many questions because there's the people on here are
1: just wired to answer questions. Absolutely. And the best part about this app is you're asking anonymously, but if you want to engage with any of those experts, they're there to help. And so please do so. If you find someone that you're like, Hey, I feel like they know something and they can really help me out. Start engaging with those folks. Then your conversation isn't anonymous anymore. It's private. And so if there are things you need to know, start asking and and start engaging with some of these folks that are asking because they really do want to help out. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh got a whole string of it in my messages like <laughs> that. That if
0: people are just uh, if you respond and they like what uh, they want to go more in depth and, and that's generally what happens is you get more of the story and once mm-hmm. you, you you answer it individually, uh, I've had some very likely conversations about things and that's yeah, it's great. It's kinda of fun. You get the you get another peek into a, a different part of the world,
1: a different perspective on egg. And that folks is the you need to know this week. We'll see ya.